Hello and welcome back to Unravel Narrator. My name is Eleanor. How is everyone doing? Long time no see. I know you haven't heard from me in like a while, aka months. Apologies, apologies. But um, yeah, like we're just gonna get right into it. I just want to say this episode is really just gonna be like me pouring my heart out to y'all. But not in like a trauma dumping type of way, more like I'm here to explain some shit and maybe like give you some background to Unreliable Narrator, like some behind the scenes. That's why the episode is called Self-Titled. You know, we a self-titled album. We call it Unreliable Narrator. Um, but yeah, I just like want to get into that and like give you some updates about what the hell this is going to be, like this podcast or whatever, what have you. Um, first and foremost, I want to say I got a mic. I got a mic now, and I think it's so funny because I had this mic in my cart for, like, so long, and then I finally got it because I was like, 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 let's full send, let's do it, girl, and then I regretted it later, and then I had a whole mental breakdown about it, but it's okay, it's okay because, baby, you know what? I don't regret it anymore, and I have it right in front of me, and it's cute, but what's so silly is, like, this fucking mic is the same mic that all the ASMR people on TikTok be using. So if I fail at having a podcast and just like maybe I want to have a side hustle of just get some money, maybe I'm going to start doing some ASMR on TikTok. Like I could never, ever, ever do like that. Why do they, what is those people that like they get gift stickers and they're like yummy, like cool. Like they do that shit. Like I don't I would never do that because I don't think I could ever show my face like that. But ASMR like, yeah, I can do a little like I can do that. Like. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it I'm for, a, for a trick. I'll do anything. Um, no, I wouldn't do anything. There's a lot of things I wouldn't fucking do. Stop lying, Eleanor. But yeah, I have, a, I have a mic now. And I think, like, having a mic makes this shit more real. Because it's like, if I quit all this stuff, like, now I have a mic and for why. I quit this and now I have a mic for why. For what? But hey, I got a deal on it, so I don't care. Um, and number two, we're not doing seasons anymore. No more seasons. I think, like actually this is supposed to be like season six we're not doing that i don't want to do that because i'm like what are we a tv show what are we the weather what are we winter no we are unreliable narrator we are not doing seasons anymore because i swear to god i like try to think about it and i was like i think when i decided to do seasons it was like because i was in school and this was still a radio show and each quarter i did like 10 episodes per quarter and then when Eleanor started to dwindle away all the episodes started being like five episodes per season and like I just felt really bad about myself like I felt so dumb and I felt like I was like worthless I'm like oh my god girl like you can't even produce shit like what the hell happened from producing like 10 episodes a season now to five so I think like removing the seasons and like taking breaks periodically is gonna be good for me I think that's what that will let us go off into the distance and have like a better time now because i don't know the narrator girl it's been a year huh it's been a moment huh i'm a, apologies because y'all stuck through but what's crazy is like i also was gonna make uh, a third thing i was gonna be like you know what i'm no longer making like podcast um episode covers like i don't want to do that anymore because it's like so much work to have to come up with like a concept and then draw it or like make it and then put it out and like my brain Maybe other people who, like, make art and, like, design shit, like, have the same mentality. It's like, nothing is ever good enough. I don't think I've liked anything to 100% of anything I've made. I think one thing, and it was the hand one, Never Have I Ever. That one I fucking loved. And, um, what was the other one? Jesus Christ. It's slipping my brain. It was really freaking good. Oh, my God. Oh, um, Something Welcomes You. I forgot the month. Um, and my arms are out. Like, I love that one too. 
like I'd love that like a hundred percent, ten out of ten, love. But like everything else that I produce, and you might be like thinking like, oh, why, why, like why do you still put it out? Because I know it's not bad, but I'm just really hard on myself, and I want everything to be like perfect. And if I look at something long enough, I grow to hate it. So I hate everything. So it's like so hard for me. But I lied, and I'm like, you know what? I like having like the little podcast covers. Like I love having it. I love posting it and being like, hey, the episode's out. Like, I just love it that way. So I don't think I'm gonna remove it. And if I do, like, I don't think none of y'all would care. It's fine. And then the fourth thing, that isn't even like really a third thing. That was like me telling you what could have been the third thing, but turned out not. So let me actually say the third thing is I'm gonna be utilizing the story more of like showing y'all like what I've been listening to because I really, really, really miss playing music, y'all. I miss playing music so much. I'm so mad that Spotify got me. We knew it was coming, y'all. We knew it was coming. Like, how was I using copyrighted music on here? And, like, I'm not even getting money from this shit. Like, I have to pay Spotify $4.99 a month to put this podcast up. But I don't mind it. It's okay. But, like, if I do the math about, like, like basically, like, round it up to $5 times 12, like, what I pay each year, like, I don't even want to think about it. So... But just, like, it's not that big of a deal to me. But I'm like, damn! The fuck? Like, y'all got me. And I, I miss the music. Because I... Oh, you guys, when editing it and you, like, say something super, like, deep and super fucking good. And then all of a sudden the song plays and you're like, damn, like, that shit was so fire. Like, I would love that shit. Like, I took pride in the music that I played. And I feel so, like, lost. Because that was my roots, you guys. We are You Slay Radio at the end of the day. Not really. Because... That org had its fucking problems. But, um, like, at my root, I just, like, love music. And I hate the fact that I can't even tell anyone what the fuck I'm listening to. But, like, I can. But I want a more structured way. Like, I want to have a listening party with y'all. So, on my story, I'm going to be doing what's been on my mind. I did that for the Coachella episode. So, if you go back to unreliablenarrative.co on Instagram, you can see, like, the little slideshow of, like, Songs I've been listening to, things I've been watching, uh, things I've been seeing that I love, like thoughts and things like that. Like, I want to incorporate that, incorporate that more into the Instagram, and also like in like during this, like I would love to like talk about it and like explain to you why it's good or like why I like it, because I, I like what's, I don't know. Like, I love sharing shit with people, but I get so scared, too, sometimes, because I'm, like, so scared of people judging me. And, like, I remember this one girl um, was like, I don't know why people be posting their fucking music on Spotify. I don't give a shit what you listen to. And I'm like, damn, like, I don't know about that, man. Like, I love seeing what people are, like, listening to, because, like, they put me on. Like, I swear there's, like, one group called High Sun that I think it's just a man. I think it's just a guy. And I found it. From this guy and you say radio Isaac Forrest he's never gonna listen to this but he listened he put it on his uh story and then I was like oh what song is this and I put girl I love high sun down them shits like they were on my Spotify like top three listened of like the year like two years ago which is so wild because I think this kid is just like from San Jose um but yeah like I love I love the music so much so like I want to be able to share that with y'all and like I have a friend who has like zero social media and she always, like, tells me to send her, like, everything that I'm listening to, everything that I'm watching, like, art that I see on Twitter, art that I see on Instagram, things I see in real life, so she can, like, feel like she's, like, consuming something, like, um, 
not like I'm fucking famous. I'm not an influencer. I'm no nobody. But like she likes the stuff that I be showing her. So she's like, oh, just send it to me in real time. So I feel like I'm on her. I'm her own Instagram. You feel me? Like, I love it. So that's what I will be doing more. And I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but now let's get into the episode. The, the episode is called a self-titled, you know, unreliable narrator or whatever. And I just want to talk about like the show as a whole. And I want to talk about my humble beginnings, how we got here and like what I want for the future. Because I think for me, unreliable narrator just started as like a passion project. It started because I was bored as fuck at home during COVID. Like it was my first year at UCLA and I couldn't even go to UCLA. I had to be over here in fucking Albany in my childhood room doing my Zoom. And I felt like so disconnected, but like through UCLA radio, I made friends. And I was like, oh my God, these people are probably like the most creative, most kindest people I've ever met in my life. Like a lot of my friends, they don't make art or they're not not in the creative scene. They're more like STEM people, which I love. I love being around STEM people. Um, So like, it was like hard to relate or talk about things regarding like my art and like what I'm making because they'll just tell me like, oh, it's good. But I'm like, no, like I need more. Like I need a critique. I need you to like sit down and brainstorm with me. I need like, I want to run ideas by you, but they're just really supportive. So they will tell me everything is good. Even if it's shit. And I hope one day they'll not stop lying to me or maybe I'm just making really good stuff, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what happened. And I was just like bored as fuck during COVID. And then I had a comedy podcast with my girl, Hannah. And I was like, damn, like this shit is fun. Like if you go back to long distance, I think it's underscore edu or something like that or dot edu. We were really making a production on that fucking account. Like we were making videos, skits. Like I was making graphics. Like the graphics, were they good? No, but they were so DIY that made them good. Like I love it. I just love it. And it just reminded me of when I was a kid making home videos with my sister. Like, my sister and I were obsessed with YouTube. We were obsessed with, like, um, this girl. I don't remember her name, but she used to make Bratz, like, episodes. Like, a whole storyline. She would release it, like, maybe bi-weekly or monthly. And my sister and I would, like, wait to watch it. And she was just so good at it. Like, mind you, like, this is probably, like, 2008 YouTube. And um, I remember my sister was like, oh, my God. We need to make our own Bratz movie. So we took my dad's camcorder and... um. We made, like, this dumbass fucking Bratz movie, and, like, we wanted music in the background, but we didn't know how to, like, edit, because we don't have a laptop. We only have, like, a freaking, like, you know, the computer room where the, the desktop lives? Like, that's what we had. And I was like, this shit doesn't work. Like, so what we did was we blasted our, like, <sighs> our, we blasted our TV, and, like, at the time, I think Kanye West released 808s and Heartbreak. And my sister and I were obsessed with it. We were obsessed with it. We loved the music videos. So all we did was like play that on repeat, like really loud. So it can be in the background of our Bratz movie. And then um, my sister got an iPod Nano. And then we started recording on that. And then we started using the iPod Nano for music. And then using our flip camera. If anyone knows what a flip camera is, like that shit really started me wanting to vlog and make videos and put it on, post it on YouTube. And for me, like, I did have YouTube videos. Like, I had, like, 10 things in my room or, like, like things like that. Like, I did that. You will never find them because they are deleted or privated. And you wouldn't even realize, you wouldn't even know the, uh, the YouTube channel name. I think we have one video up, my sister and I. You don't, I don't think you could find it. And I, I'm never going to tell anybody. But, um, that one, we felt like we did numbers on it. I think it got like 100 and something views or even 43 views. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe this is like a true on the level narrator. But 
that like made my life and I loved it so 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 much so when we did long distance and making all this DIY stuff and it clearly looked it was so DIY it made me so happy and I was like you know what I want to make my own show I feel like that'd be fun and like during this time I was um I was really afraid of like being forgotten that's like my number one fear my irrational fear is being forgotten so I was like what's something I can immortalize myself with and I thought of it, I was like, oh, like, if I were to tell stories about my life, like, funny ones, because everyone around me would tell me I'm, like, funny, or, like, I know how to tell a story. So I was like, oh, what if I do that? Like, I'm immortalizing myself because, like, everyone's going to listen to me, and a little part of them will always remember something about me. And I was like, okay, like, that's how I sold the show, and that's how I, like, my elevator pitch the show to my friends and, like, everyone in the org. And then I got past, and I got my little time slot on radio, and... This is when it was the funnest for me, was when I think the first and second season was the funnest because I had like a formula how I did Unreliable Narrator. It was an hour long. The beginning was always an intro, then music, then the first story, and then music, the second story, music, and the outro, just wrapping everything up. And I had it down pat, and I just had the stories, I had the theme, I did everything. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be more... um I want to feel like you are there with me. We're talking, like, just having a day, you know? And I remember someone who was in charge of, like, listening to my show and telling, giving me feedback. They were like, one thing that I love about your show is the fact, like, I feel like I'm just sitting with you. Like, we're at a cafe and you're just telling me about your weekend or you're just telling me these stories. And I think that's, like, a flipped a wit like a witch. It flipped a switch in me where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I need a deep, I need to dig deeper. I need to dig deeper to set myself apart from everyone else that just, like, talk-centered shows. And I need to give people something of value, something of substance to make them keep coming back. Because, of course, I have stories, I have hilarious stories, but you can, I don't know, like, I'm funny, but that's not all I am. And I wanted to show other people, I wanted to show everyone else, like, different sides of me. And right now, like, when Unreliable Narrator, when it was still a radio show, like, a lot of my audience was just my friends at school. It was my family back home. And I kept it that way. For the first year and then when I finally got to UCLA I moved out to Los Angeles lived in Westwood or whatever that's when I was like you know what I'm gonna push this show more and also apologies if you can hear me go close to the mic I'm still figuring out my setup and if you hear like hitting and shit my bad I'm really trying to get my shit together again this is a one-man show like it's literally just me you guys so it's I'm really shit and I don't know how things work so like bear with me so like when I moved out there I was like you know what like I'm going to take this shit seriously, and I think it, I wanted to start taking it seriously because I met everyone in, in real life now, and the imposter syndrome fucking hit. I felt like the most inadequate person in the whole entire world. I felt like I wasn't shit, like I was a fucking poser, and I barely got, like, I was like, I don't know how I, because I never knew radio was hard to get into, um, like, Sonia, I don't think Sonia, like, my girl Sonia, she told me to join, so we applied together, and, like, I don't think neither of us knew it was competitive. So when I got there and I started, I joined um, IDTF, which is like the intern, like you do the hiring and you train, I realized how hard it was to get in because so many people apply and only like 20 something heads get in. And I was like, oh shit, like they chose me. That was a mistake. And I think when I started thinking like that, that fucked me up. Like during COVID and I had a little narrator, like I was money. Then I met everyone in real life and I just felt so inadequate because like my whole life 
my art and stuff has always been just like a hobby or just me wasting paper like my mom will always say how I used to waste paper as a child but to me I was like making art like I was making something and I loved it It was like the only way I could express myself because no one listened to me and I thought if I drew something to or I drew something or I made something out of paper mache like someone would see and understand what I was feeling or what I was thinking and like when people don't value that they'll never realize it so when I grew older, like, I really never showed anyone my art because I ne thought no one ever cared. And then I went to UCLA and I showed people and people were like, oh, this is great. But then I saw them in real life and I saw how they talk about their craft and, like, how they're about it. Like, they're going to school for it or they're having, like, they have internships about it or they're constantly making stuff. Like, I felt so inadequate. Like, I felt so shit. And, um... I think, like, that was, like, when I started to, like, spiral into being, like, oh, my God, I need to be the fucking best of the best. And if you meet me and I'm in a good mood or I'm around people that I like, I come off as a very confident and very, like, assertive. Like, I'm very sure of myself. Um, and that's just because, like, when I was a kid, I was, like, I was, like, you know what, Eleanor? You're going to be one of those people, like, fuck you, pay me type of mentality. Like, that's honestly, like, you, it comes out. That mentality... Because I never want anyone to ever hurt me. Like, I always thought I was always that person to be like, there's nothing no one could ever say to me that could ever hurt my feelings because you know what? I know what's wrong with me. I know every single bit that's bad about me or that's stupid about me or like, I nip, like, when I was a kid, like, I just picked at everything about me because I didn't want anyone to ever weaponize anything. I was like, weaponize anything? So I just would sit with myself and make, like, lists in my brain about everything that anyone could have a problem with. And I was like, if I tell you, I already know that, like, my voice is too loud or, like, my voice is too deep or, like, whatever would have you. It's like, you can't hurt me because I already fucking know. So, like, when I went to UCLA, it's like, oh, like, I didn't have that, like, that little, like, fuck you, pay me mentality. I just felt like a fucking poser. The imposter syndrome hit me like a fucking brick. And it just stayed like that and it got worse and worse and worse. And... I've had all of these people telling me how good the show was, how much they loved it, how how funny it was, and then I started really pushing it my senior year and, like, the later months. I, like, paid for fucking Instagram ads. Like, I had my ad running for a week um, when you boost your post. I did that. I might do it again, and it only cost me $30. And you might think that was a fucking waste of time. No, it wasn't because it brought me people that were outside of my circle to listen to my show who still listen today and interact with the account. Shout out to them. Um... So, like, things like that, like, it worked, but in my head, I just thought I was, there's, like, a saying, um, like, I just felt like a pig dressed in makeup, even though, like, there's, I don't think it used for something else, <laughs> but I just felt like a fucking poser, like, I was some Holden Caulfield shit, like, I felt like a phony, like, I felt like a phony, y'all, even though I wasn't, and no matter how many times people told me how good I was, I just never believed it. Because of all that negative talk that I already did to myself. That I would just, I just could have never let myself just be. And that's why with this show, like, once I went out there, I could just never let myself be. I could never let myself have fun or just put something out without fucking judging it to its core, to its bones, until I freaking despised it and hated myself in the end. And, um, it's like one of those things where, like, you so badly wanted the approval of everyone else, and once you get it, it feels like not enough. It feels like not enough. Like, when I was a kid, I always thought, like, if this amount of people like me, if this amount of people love me, then finally I will love myself, I will like myself, and then I will finally think 
and deem myself worthy of being a human being, being able to, um, being able to be loved. And I just, like, when I was in college, it just, like, fucking, like, no matter what, nothing helped. And I think that's when I started, like, losing that, like, fuck you, painting mentality, and everything fucking hurted me. Everything hurted me, like, hurted me. <laughs> and now I, hurt, I hear myself. Everything hurt me. Like, everything hurt me. And, like, from the sound of my voice to my cadence to, like, the topics I was saying, like, I was like, I hate my voice. And if you go back to older episodes, I always apologize for everything. And I always give, like, if I say one line, I'm like, oh, but other people might think this or you might think this. And it was always a negative thing. I could be like, I think the sky is the most beautiful thing, but I think, oh, but you might say, like, it's the ugliest fucking thing. And I understand, like, you might think that, like, I always did something negative after I said something positive about something I enjoyed. I always assume that people would hate it. And, like, that's, like, when you start having to, like, hear yourself and, like, you edit these and you hear, like, yourself in real time just, like, dog on you and, like, just hate yourself and just, like, hate everything about you, like, it killed me. Like, it killed me. Like, and I couldn't, I couldn't hear myself anymore. Like, I hated it. I hated my voice. I hated, like, doing anything. I hated the side of myself. I hated looking at the Instagram. I hated, like, drawing anything because I just was like oh what the fuck are you doing Eleanor you're a piece of shit like what the hell and it was like no one was saying this but me no one was saying it and like throughout this time people would see me and just think like I'm like the coolest motherfucker ever and like you might see look see I was like <laughs> I'm about to say something really negative <laughs> about myself but like I'm gonna stop myself of like people just giving me like mass amount of joy and love for this show and for me as a person as a creative and I just couldn't believe them I would always say thank you so much like oh my god it means so much to me but like in my heart of hearts I'm like I don't believe you though I don't believe you though like so just like you're wasting your breath on me because in my head I'm like I'm the I'm the fucking gum on the bottom of your shoe you know and um I have I'm not gonna blame anybody for this mentality I know the environment that I was growing up in really influenced my uh self-image um and I know a lot of people think like oh my god like I feel like I have an ego of an athlete and if you know what I mean like you know what I mean like I'm very sure of myself and I'm like when I go out in public I feel like especially at home I move like I own the place because like this is my home um and like I really don't care what strangers say that's one thing that I will tell you for sure for sure I genuinely like could give less of a shit about what strangers think or feel about me and my presence I grew up people staring at me talking shit and like it is what it is what it is like I learned how to have really good comebacks and I could really hurt a person but um because I was oh my god like I'm literally full of anger but that's neither here or there but um I don't know when I went to LA like I lost that I lost that like I became like such a I put up a front like my ego was so big like hell yeah like I know I'm that girl but like deep down I was like lying to myself and I was like I would go home and just be like miserable and I couldn't look at myself couldn't bear to look at myself and I think what I'm trying to get here is like after that year after I graduated college and then I went on my trips and then I came back to LA around like August September and I started my big girl job something happened to me I don't want to go into details I like I, I think I literally told y'all like I would tell y'all what happened I'm not gonna like that's just for me and mine to know but something happened and like everything just went out the fucking door. And you can see from the season previous, I think it was the previous season, 
season five. There's like three episodes, like on Spotify. Um, I was going through a lot of things, and like a lot of people didn't know what I was going through, and I don't, I don't blame them because again, like I'm the funny friend, and people are always like, oh, check up on your funny friends, like. I will say from my experience and, like, from my perspective is, like, I'm a really good liar. I've been pretending my whole life. And um, it comes second nature to me to pretend. Like, sometimes it's so hard to be real, like, quote-unquote real, and, like, snap out of it and tell people actually how I feel because my default is to pretend um, or to cater to whoever I'm around to make them feel better and to, like, I don't know, to be the person they want me to be. So being that funny friend, someone might ask me, like, hey, are you doing Okay. I'm like, yeah, like I'm doing totally good. Like I'm really good at that. Or I'll tell people, I'm like, I'm not right now, but I will be. And having that like sureness in your voice, it can put a lot of people at ease. And I feel like I did that a lot throughout my, like, honestly, I did that all my life. I did that all my life. And that's why when I go to people, they don't, they don't believe that I'm the way I am. Like I'm this sad, I'm this depressed, or this is what's going on with me because they never saw it because I never let them. And, um... I don't blame anyone because I'm the liar. And I don't think that they, they, like, you need to train yourself to sniff out a lie. Like, I'm not going to do that to you. And I don't, I don't expect my friends and my family to, like, like, press me for answers and things like that. Because I don't want them to because I'll just shut down and push everyone, away, push everyone away. But, like, even then I'm just saying, like, I was a funny friend and no one knew I was suffering. I just tried to put shit out and I just couldn't. And, like, something I never told anybody and I told, like, my close friends and, like, things like that, like, I think three out of the five seasons that I've done for Album Narrator, I was completely, like, under the influence, like, every single time. Because, like, I just couldn't bear to, like, bear to even, like, speak. And there's, like, episodes, like, especially, I think it's The Hardest Pill. Um, it's in the Google Drive if you would like to listen to it. Click the link in my link tree. Unreliable Narrator. <laughs> UnreliableNarrator.com on Instagram. Click the link in the link tree. The Google Drive is there. The Hardest Pill. And Sonia's on that episode. And she was never supposed to be on that episode, but Sonia knows this. I was having the worst fucking time of my life. And I need to get this episode out because I did all the promo for it with no fucking episode. So she sat down with me and we sat in our, like, our big-ass comforters and we did this episode together because I couldn't do it myself. Like, there's been times where I literally couldn't be sober because I couldn't utter a word into the mic, a.k.a. my iPad. And I couldn't bring myself to press star or play or anything. Like, I couldn't edit the fucking video, or not the video, but the audio, and I couldn't do any of that, so I had to be on one in order to do it, and I hate that. I hated that. And I look back on it, and I, I'm so sad. Because, like, for the past year, I feel like I sedated myself. Like, every single day, like, I was on something. And I'm not saying, like, I was on some fucking hard drugs. I wasn't. But, um, I was just, like not sober every single probably like every single day and I was just struggling and you might think like oh like what was it I'm not gonna go into details of that and for other people they might be they might be okay living that type of lifestyle but for me I'm not it was like really out of character for me and I just like told no one and I just like suffered in silence I did everything by myself and the more I think about it, the more it pains me because this started out so, started off as something that I loved so much, how, how excited I was for it. Because it let me relive my childhood. It let me be carefree and just create, just to create, just to make people happy, just to make myself happy. And then it turned into something like where I just wanted people to love me. And then when the love wasn't, like the love 
wasn't what I thought it would like thought it was like if 50 people say they love me like that's enough if 100 people say they love me that's enough of a thousand and the numbers kept getting higher and higher and higher and more out of reach for me and I could take a step back and be like what the fuck are you even talking about like what do you want and then it's just like to be loved to be liked to be appreciated but at the end of the day if I don't love myself if I don't appreciate myself, if I don't deem myself worthy by just being human, no matter how many people tell me all these things, it's never going to matter. And that's what I realized this year. And, um, like, my early 20s are fucking kicking my ass, brothers. Like, it really is kicking my ass. But it's making me realize things. And growing up, I never let myself cry because I never let anything hurt me because I was raised to believe if you cried, you were weak. If you ever said something to hurt, you were weak. Um, so I was a hard body. Nothing ever fucking hurt me. And my parents loved that about me. That like nothing ever hurt me. They could trust me because I, I could take, take, I could carry the burden of a lot of things. I can carry the burden of a lot of pain from my parents, from my sister, from my family, from my friends. And I can just carry it by myself because look at me, she can handle it. And at the end of the day, like I could never handle it, but I had to pretend to. And... Me handling it manifested in really bad coping mechanisms that I've spoken about on this show. And I just grew to hate myself to the point where I didn't want to hear or be a part of anything with my name on it. And I just wanted to go. I wanted to delete Unreliable Narrator. Like when the, when I got caught up with the music from Spotify, I just wanted to be like, okay, that's done. Like, sorry, y'all. Like, sorry about it. Bye. But I was like, no, like something in me. I was like, I want to keep doing this. Like, I don't like... In the past, like, I was, I always wanted to work towards, like, I want to be famous. I want to be famous. And not in the way of, like, I'm just going to do nothing and just fucking get money from it. Like, I wanted to be able to share this with more people, to talk to more people, to have more people on the show. Because, again, like, in the world of podcasting, the world of public, like, speaking, or just, like, things like that, there's not people who look or sound like me. And, like, um, I think that's what I really struggle with. Like, for YouTube, like, I found, like, safe like, a safe environment with a lot of people on YouTube because I saw myself in them. And, like, sadly, like, the content has changed on YouTube. It's become very much, like, people just trying to monetize off of everything. So it's hard to find very, like, genuine people that are not saying shit just because they know you want to hear it. And especially coming from people that look like me who have lived similar experiences to me, like, there's not a lot of people that who have a platform at all. Like, and it's hard because, like, there's just, like, the market is saturated now. Like everyone, everyone has a podcast. Everyone has vlogs. Everyone is an influencer. Everyone is a DJ. So like, it's hard to find and dig because there's just so much shit to get through. And I say shit because like, dude, like after 2020, we have like influx of just like, I will say like white influencers who do fucking nothing. They're just stereotypically good looking to what the Western audience likes and what, um, other countries, like, say this is the epitome of looks because we are such a colorist society. Like, we don't like anyone who is not light or has eyes like this, has nose like this, has features like this, their body looks like this. Like, that's who's famous right now. And we have a handful of people that look uh, look different that are famous as well. But at the same time, they will never get the love that those white people will. And um, we're just, like, in a world where no one wants to speak up, especially people with platforms, because they know they're not going to get this brand deal. They're not going to get to go on this trip. This person's going to sabotage their life. And, like, 
as a person, um, look at my LinkedIn of where I used to work. I saw a lot of shit and I realized how everything's a fucking gang and how I was like, I don't want any part of that. So I just stopped thinking of like getting found and getting like discovered and all this other shit. I just purely want to make art for the fucking sake of it, for the sake of it, because I feel like people are making shit because they want someone to tell them that it's good and give them money for it. They want to feel praised. They want to be put on a pedestal. But at the end of the freaking day, we're all just human beings. Like, hello? Like, why do you think that person, whatever that person has to say is God? Why? Because they're in, like, three movies? Because all they do is silly, like, they, they were dancing for, like, 100 days straight on TikTok. And now all they do is just pretend to be a worker at walmart when there's actual people out here like fighting for their lives trying to put food on the table like i don't understand like how fucking tone deaf do you have to be to understand that there's real people out here so that is what i want to do now i just want to do this shit for the sake of it for the art of it like i when i was a kid and like you might see me like push this um the podcast with like instagram ads but it's not in the way where i think in a year time, someone's going to find me. I'm going to blow up and it's going to go crazy. And I'm not going to be, I don't need to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't, you might be like, oh, you have to believe in yourself. I do believe in myself, but in my heart of hearts, I'm not going to put all my money on that. I'm going to do this to the my best of my ability. And for when I love it, because I don't want to grow to hate this ever again. Because I did. And it made me so sad because this was an outlet for me. And to hear from other people how much this show meant to them and what episodes they loved and things that I said that made them feel like, oh, I'm not crazy. Or like, oh, like, I never thought anyone ever, like, felt like that or you put how I feel into words. Like, I want that. That's what I want. And it's not like you have to tell me all these things. Like, I just want you to live with it and be, like, be able to go back to it and be like, oh, I find comfort in this. Just how I find comfort in so many people. So many people when I was growing up on YouTube that I used to look at and be like, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Like, that's what I want. Not, like, to be a role model or anything because I really, I ain't shit, to be honest. I'm broken like everybody else. Um, but maybe that is charming. I don't know. I don't know. Have some charisma. Ha-cha-cha-cha. ha um, Again, I don't know why I made that sound, and I did it twice. And I'm not going to edit it out because this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. Okay. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to tell everyone about Unravel Narrator. And, like, how I've been feeling and what I want for the future. Um, I so badly want y'all to be more interactive. Because I know y'all are the homies. I will say this. I will show you my analytics, like, right now. If you don't think I have analytics. If you don't... If you think I'm fucking lying, I'm not. Because what's the point of freaking lying to, like, y'all? Like, it's stupid. Um, the analytics are... Um, I think I have, like, 70 to 80% of everyone who follows me is someone I either know and it's like my friend or someone I've met in passing and or like met me in different points in my life whether it be like when we were kids when I was in middle school high school like when I went to a different like when I went to San Jose State and like versus like UCLA that is like 70 to 80 percent of who listens to me and then the other 20 uh other 20 yeah the other 20 or 30 percent are people who just found me and I appreciate those people so much. Thank you so much. Um, so I so I really want to get more strangers. Like, quote, quote, whatever. I don't know how do they fucking how do people say like 
and gluten. I'm not even gonna try. Like literally, y'all. If you grow, if you grew ever, grow, this is a side tangent. If you ever grew up with um, like parents who just like speak a different language. Like my mom only speaks to me in Spanish at home. Sometimes I'm like I literally can't remember how to say words or sayings because my both my parents say everything wrong. If they say a like a um a saying, like my mom says, like you know, it's like oh it's hot as hell. You know what my mom said? It's hot as help. It's it's hot as help. Because she, I don't I don't know if she knows it's hell or she's choosing not to say it. I don't know. Because she's like, oh, it's hot as help. And I'm like, that's not the that's not the word, but I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. So like now I feel like it's so hard for me to say things or like remember sayings or popular sayings because my parents don't say them or if they do say them they say them wrong. But I was also saying like I don't even fucking remember what I was saying, you guys. <laughs> How ridiculous am I? Oh my god, I'm gonna regret that tangent, y'all. Okay, next episode, when I listen to this part, I will explain myself later because I can't even fucking remember. That's what I get for, like, be sedating myself for this entire year. And, like, y'all, I'm not even playing. Like, I fucking for real sedated myself. Like, I was literally Liddy Bop from the moment I woke up from the moment I went to sleep. Besides when I was working. So, like, I when I was working, I was completely i was chilling but from the moment i clocked off like girl i was she was on something she was on something but oh i was you know what i i remember and this might not even be specifically what i was talking about but i was talking about how um 20 to 30 percent of the people that listen to my show are like strangers so i don't want y'all to think like me well i'm I'm gonna pay for instagram ads again i think i will maybe i will for a little bit um, but it's so silly because like last time I felt so ashamed and embarrassed that I was doing it but then like why am I embarrassed for trying like I don't know like there's so many people out there that just put their art out there and I don't know if they feel so like scared about it as much as I do or they're just really sure like sure of themselves and they're like yo man if they hate it they hate it if they like it they like it and I don't know why I'm like so scared to be seen trying um but maybe I'll do that because I want more people to like listen and and to give me feedback and to just like spread the word of Unravel Narrator because I think a big thing with this show that I want to like keep going from when I was in season one, everyone thinks that their lives are either super exciting or super boring. And I've met people that think they're like the coolest fucking people, like, yo, like literally the sickest human beings to ever walk the fucking earth, that their shit don't stink and like they were, you know, like they're better than fucking a slice of bread. And then. You talk to them and you realize they can only cater a certain cater to a certain genre person. And I always tell this to people, I was like, I wanna be so well rounded that if I were put into any room I could stand up and like I could be good. You know? And like I've met so many people who who are exactly like that. That you can you could take them in any room and you know what? They're good. They can stand up and they can fit like they can move through that space, take up space without being silenced and no one ever bats an eye or think it's odd while other people think they live the most exciting lives but really the way they are can only care to one person one genre of a human being and maybe that's what they want maybe they don't want to broaden their horizons or whatever but I grew up wanting to know about everything to be curious I like to say I'm a curious George I like to ask a lot of questions um I like talking to people so I want people to understand, like, 
If you think you're interesting, you will find somebody that thinks you're interesting. If you think your life is boring, try to tell someone about your day. Just tell somebody. Because I literally just tell y'all about my day. And it's just how I say what makes y'all intrigued. I like truthfully and honestly believe that. Because I can say the most mundane thing. But it's the way how you say it. And that's why I want to get into storytelling. Like, I feel like people need to get into storytelling and tell more about themselves to the world. And especially people that look like me or come from places like me. And you might be like, what is that supposed to mean? Girl, look at the Instagram. Look at the Instagram. Like, <laughs> like stop with that shit. Like, look at the Instagram and, like, understand what I mean. Because I grew up in Elsa Bronte, California. Um, everyone in my classroom was not white. There was maybe three white kids. Honestly, that was that was crazy. And then I moved, and then I moved to a place where there was hella white people, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is so crazy. And that's what I learned, that, like, I was just so curious. I was been, I've been deprived by white people. I was deprived of, like, this whole world my entire life. I only stayed in, like, the El Bronte, Richmond, Pinole, San Pablo area my entire life. And when I made it out here, I was like, whoa, like, this is different. I learned so much by talking to people, learning things about from other people, how they grew up, the environment that now we're in. And I wish people shared more about themselves. And I want to implore you to share more about yourself to people because I'll, there was a thing my high school English teacher said to me. She met me when I was in the ninth grade and then she was my English teacher again in the 12th grade. She was like, you should share yourself, like share things about yourself more because it's a real treat to other people. It's a real treat. When you start thinking that you're a burden or what you have to say doesn't fucking matter, no one has ever said that to you yet. And if they did, fuck them. Who cares? Get, like, be like little Eleanor. Fuck you, pay me. Who are you to say that to me? You know, like, and like I said, like, I pretended a lot of my life. I put up a front. I pretended. But, you know, like, it gave me something, you know? Like, it gave me something, like, no matter what, like, I always got up. You know, I always got up and I tried. And I would always try, even though it would be like hell for me, I always tried. And like, I know this past year, I started trying to hide myself and try to quit things because I'm just so scared. I'm just so disappointed and embarrassed of myself. But I'm trying to grow and to forgive myself for everything. To understand like a human being like everyone else and I don't know why I try to put myself to a different standard. Because I thought I had to overcompensate. Because I wasn't as cool as these people. I wasn't as smart as these people. I wasn't artistic as these people. But really, I'm enough. And you are too. So you should share more about your life, the things that you like, and be unapologetic about it. There are so many people out there that take up so much fucking space and don't even think twice about it. And there's people that relate to me and understand what I'm talking about where you couldn't even fathom taking up that much space because you were raised to be small. To be quiet. To not make noise. So just pass along. Because you had to please everyone in order to get to where you want to be. But you know what? Fuck these people. I'm tired of playing their by their rules. I am. I'm tired. And I'm tired of saying it's okay. So be loud when you go outside. Don't be obnoxious. Don't be rude. But be yourself. Enjoy. Take pictures when you go outside. Don't be embarrassed that people look at you funny. Start singing in public. Like, I was at the mall, and this whole big-ass family took up the whole hallway at the mall, waiting for the elevator. They couldn't even consolidate themselves. You know what I did? I started singing. 
I started singing and then they dispersed like the Red Sea because that's how it should be. Like, what the hell, you guys? But at the same time, am I embarrassed for singing? Hell no. That should be embarrassed for literally disrupting the fucking hallway and created a fire hazard. But anyways, like, I just wish people were more themselves because I feel like we're in like this day and age where everyone just wants to be like that person on Instagram, wants to be that person on TikTok, wants to be just like that person on TV. And that's fine, because I feel like my personality is bits and pieces of everyone I've ever loved. Whether it be celebrities, my friends, my family, strangers, or anything that I've ever seen in my life, I feel like that's who's, who I am. But you know what? At least try to make it you. Because in this world, you, like, real recognize real, y'all. And when it's not authentic, we can tell. So when you're genuine, and you come from a place of, like, love, everything will go your way. And... I say that in the most, like, like simplest terms because I know this world is so hard and we're not all given the same... We're not given the same deck. Some of us have given a deck with fucking three cards in it and we got to work with that for our entire lives. Some of us got all of them in there. Some of us only got the fucking Joker card. And life keeps playing us playing games with us. But sometimes you just got to step back and just remember that you are a person... And you are allowed to have these minutes of peace, these pockets of peace, these moments when you feel like a human being, when you feel like yourself. And I hope through this show, you can see I'm a fucking work in progress. I am not perfect. And I feel like a lot of people think, because I have this ego of an athlete, and I come off really sure of myself, like, I'm good, I'm good, I know I'm good. Where they think, like, nothing ever hurts me, everything hurts me. But now I take the things that hurt me and I try to understand them. Because in this life... What I want the most is to understand myself. I really do. I want to understand why I like these things and what makes myself tick. Because we're all going to die. I'm not scared of dying. I'm scared of when I'm literally about to take my last breath or like when I'm, maybe I die in my sleep or whatever, that I did, I don't go on to the next life not knowing who the fuck Eleanor Palabrico was. Because according to everyone else, she's a really nice girl. And I want to get to know her. And the way that other people did. Um, and with that, I want to thank you for this episode. I truly do from the bottom of my heart. Um, it's great to be back. Um, apologies if you hear some, like, the noise gets kind of wonky at some parts. Or, like, you hear, like, banging. I'm really trying to get my shit together with this goddamn mic. I'm gonna get with it. Trust. Um, next episode I'm is gonna be a silly one, I think. Because Halloween weekend just happened. Um, yesterday was Halloween. I passed out candy. It was beautiful. Also, if you're a person who passes out candy, why, where the hell are the kids at? On some not weird shit, but like genuinely, where are the trick-or-treaters at? Like, my street was crickets, y'all. But shout out to the tweens and teens that trick-or-treat into the late of night because I got rid of a lot of my candy and they were hilarious. Like, they were so funny. Um, and their little costumes. It's so, I love when teens and tweens come around because I'm like, hey man. I wish I was like y'all and I went out here because I was just so scared of people judging me and I realized like no one's judging you. They'd rather you be trick-or-treating than you be doing out doing something bad outside, you know, or like you not being safe. Um, but yeah, so, so hopefully something exciting will be in the next episode, aka it will be. Um, but I have like a lot, the month of November about to be crazy, y'all. Like we have Camp Flogna, so you already know there's going to be a Camp Flogna episode. Um, I'm also surprised I'm going to Amsterdam. Um, my sister is going through a quarter life crisis. I'm gonna have her on the show because I want her to talk about it. 
and she's going to Amsterdam, and my parents are like, I won't be able to fucking sleep if you go by yourself, take your sister, so I'm going, so that's fun, and in December, you guys, it's the, that's my birthday month, and I'm going to the Philippines, it's gonna be my first time ever going, um, to where my dad's from, and meeting my family from out there, because I've only met three of my dad's sisters, and he is a family of nine, so I have not met any of my cousins or any of my uncles, so I'm really excited to go out there and experience it and report back to what I've learned, because it is going to be a different experience. The only other countries I've ever been to was, like, when I went to the UK and when I went to Mexico, but again, I was in Cancun, like, that's, that's not really a represent, like, it doesn't represent Mexico as a whole, to be honest, Cancun. Are you fucking for real, Eleanor? Like, girl. So, there's a lot of things going on, and then, like, of course, like, I'm gonna start a big girl job again, and I'll tell you all about it, but I just really want us to just, I just, I, us, I want to chill the fuck out and stop being so fucking serious with this goddamn show and just have fun like I did when I was a kid. That's truly it. And, like, if I look like I'm taking this shit too seriously, clock me. Clock me. Um, and like always, you know, tell your neighbor, tell your mom, tell your dog, tell your bestie, tell your ex to listen to Unravel Narrator. It's a show for everyone, baby. Like, please. Um, I hope y'all have a great rest of your week and I will see you later. Bye. Bye.